the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So glad to have you guys here with me. Hey, we got a holiday weekend coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Labor Day weekend. I don't know where this summer went. I'd just like to take a moment to thank Jesus. Yeah, we got a Yeah, we thanking Jesus, we got it. We got next Monday off, but you know what? Uh, we are here every night this week, rolling at it from six to seven p.m. And we just appreciate you guys so much. I know you have a lot of options for where you get your information and where you hang out. And I just want you guys to know how much I absolutely appreciate you so much. Whether you're listening in your car, on Facebook Live, or twi- at Twitter. Instagram, however you are listening and watching and commenting, I just appreciate it so much. You can also call in 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. No, we don't have anything to give away this week, but you could call in just to say hi. You could call in and give us the, your thoughts on uh, the topics of the day or just anything. You could even just call in to say hi to me and my buddy, the one, the only, the karaoke king. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i learned from you what is that labor day is actually a communist holiday it is it's commie pinko commie pinko holiday started it's uh you know not unlike may day which a lot of people don't understand either yeah labor day was started basically yammering about to further marx's message making it seem as though it's all about the employees and you know what yeah workers yeah Labor, you're important. That's why you get paid for the work that you do. But it's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, the employer or the employee? It's the employer. It ain't the labor babies. And unfortunately, well, I don't know. I kind of do feel bad because I know one group that will be working on Monday is all those grocery strikers. Because if you don't strike your eight hours, you don't get your union pay for the day. So, so I, I didn't even know. So they getting paid to strike? Oh, yeah. They, oh, well, yeah. Your union dues go towards that. Oh. So, um, okay. That's why you have to sign in and sign out when you go oh, to those. Okay. Remember when we had that big fire here in San Diego? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was during the people, last strike. That was like 2003. Yeah. People had to go out and, and for eight hours because if you don't go out in eight hours and strike on the line or whatever, then you don't get your union pay for and that day. Didn't they yammer and complain it back then about smoke, about breathing in smoke? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what was that all about in 2003? They were complaining over something like an increase of $9 a month on their health care. They were complaining because I crossed the picket lines down at the Vons here in PB. And I had it out with some people. They were like, I can't believe you would cross the picket lines, you know, and go into shop at this Vons. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Um, you know, I know a little bit about what's going on here at this grocery store. And you people that are out here complaining over not wanting to pay an additional $9 when you're being paid for, you don't want to pay more nine more dollars out of your pocket for health care while you're being paid about $40 an hour to frost a cake. Okay. Maybe I should come throw my application in because I'll frost cakes all day long, maybe for at least a couple hours for 35 an hour. Well, they're backstriking again, so yeah. you know what that means. Uh, look for more of those automatic self-checkout counters. Yeah, yeah I, I go through automatic all the time. 
you know, kiosk. If you can replace some uh, complainer employee who's done nothing to, you know, look, I, I, I am for the employees in, in terms of if somebody should be paid if for a job that they do. They should, they, there should be benefits packages that are, you know, commensurate with what the industry is for that particular job. But, uh, you know, when you are, when you bring nothing to the table in terms of high level skill, you don't bring anything to the table in terms of, of a share of the investment and a share of the risk, then, you know, I really don't want to hear from you because when the, the majority of jobs in this country are created by small business owners and your, their job begins when the employee is done for the day and clocks out at five o'clock. Most small business owners I know are awake at night trying to figure out how to make payroll. They're taking out loans against their homes. And if the end, if their business goes under, they lose everything, including their homes. And so I, you know, it's not Labor Day weekend. I don't want to go too far into that. I do have to ask you real quick, honestly, be honest. Yeah. Though, when you're at the self-checkout mm-hmm. and there's not an attendant around and they ask you how many bags did you use, do you always honestly put the number of bags? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. And in fact, and I'm also somebody that puts the shopping cart back where it, where it belongs. Good for you. Because I believe, you know, because I believe that how you how you are in private is, you know, says everything about who you are as an individual, you know, which, you know, it's it's all about character and integrity for me. And, you know, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. You know, I don't pretend to be perfect. Those who know me well know my flaws. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at karaoke. I'm not as bad as you are, my friend. I'm not as bad as you are at the karaoke. So you can get the crowd going. But at least you weren't hauled off the stage. I was literally booted off a karaoke stage on Carnival Cruise Lines. That's how bad I am. What was the song? <laughs> That's how bad I am. Do you remember what song you were singing? It was Love Shack. It was Love Shack. But then, we'll see, what I added was an impromptu monologue to go with my Love Shack. I injected a theatrical performance about, you know, who is Andrea Kay? Who is the woman behind the grease paint? <laughs> it was like my homage to Diana Ross. Anyway, speaking of character and integrity or lack of character and integrity, I feel like as I'm coming to... Y'all know, those who know me well also know that I love my reality TV shows. You know, I spend so much time delving into these difficult topics and politics. And, you know, you need a little junk food for the mind, okay? And I I read a lot of fiction books, and I like my reality TV, babies. I love tonight. I'm going to be watching Housewives of the OC, which was the OG of, of the franchise. But what I don't want is I don't want to bleed over. I don't want... To see any Congress person, a Congress woman in this case, acting as though she's a castmate from the Real Housewives of Minnesota, okay? This is incredibly disturbing to me. How far are the Democrats going to go to defend Ilhan Omar? This is a woman who was brought into this country as a refugee under shady circumstances with her family, a woman who still has not been properly investigated for the fact that she was allegedly, and it sure looks like a convincing, compelling case, that she was married to her brother. We do know without, without any reservation that she committed tax fraud, filed jointly, filed joint tax returns with a man she was not married to while she was married to somebody else, by the way. We know that she had to pay back, she violated campaign finance laws over the summer and had to pay back over $3,000. We know now, according to reports, that she's been having an extramarital affair with some dude that was on the payroll of her campaign to the tune of a couple hundred thousand dollars. 
and 20, I think close to like $28,000 of it was for travel. And some of that has been reported in the divorce filings by this man's wife who said that that travel and all that, it didn't have anything to do with his work. It had to do with his affair. We also know without question that this woman is an anti-Semitic bigot. We know that she's a terrorist sympathizer. We know that she raises money and goes around to fundraisers on behalf of a terrorist uh, group, CARE, which is a front group for Hamas. We know this. What we don't know is how far the Democrats are going to go to defend this woman. Even before these latest revelations, though, and and it defies logic that the Republicans have not officially, uh, as an entire party, as well as the Trump administration, do more to not only remove her from the Foreign Affairs Committee, but from Congress as well. How in the world we have, in a post-9-11 America, a woman sitting in Congress who's raising money for the front group for Hamas is astounding to me. But at least the Alabama Republicans are trying to do something to get her unseated. They're urging uh, the Alabama Republican Party is urging the state's congressional delegation to begin the process of expelling her from Congress. Uh, Their reasons, and this, I think, uh, was voted on over the weekend, I believe, in Auburn. The resolution uh, condemns Omar for what it calls her disturbing record of using anti-Semitic language that includes alleging Jewish money is used to buy American influence regarding its policy towards Israel. Uh, You know, I don't know if they've also in their resolution talked about her recent anti-Semitic attacks against Benjamin Netanyahu, the stunt they tried to pull, she and Rashida Tlaib, in ter- terms of undermining our foreign policy, not not in- inquiring or asking if they could go over as part of the congressional delegation just weeks ago, but going on their own to visit Palestine to try to pull some anti-Semitic, anti-Jew, anti-Benjamin Netanyahu stunt while they were there. Then and Ilhan Omar and her partner Rashida Tlaib, who should be included in this Republican Party attempt to oust them from Congress. Uh, pretended, oh, my poor grandmother. So then, you know, Israel uh, offers Rashida Tlaib an opportunity to go over if she's not going to participate in this BDS movement. So then, of course, she, you know, suddenly doesn't need to see 90-something-year-old granny. Let's talk about BDS in terms of what Omar has done. That is a movement that denies Israel's right to exist, supports suicide bombers, and seeks to financially destroy the state of Israel. This woman has no business being in Congress. We're approaching the anniversary of September 11th, and I don't want to see one Democrat using the hashtag of never forget. You want to know how far we've forgotten? Not only because we've got this terrorist sympathizer who literally argued on behalf of ISIS terrorists with a court. We've got a a story out of Harvard today. Just another reason why I do a lot of education segments with Bob Walters. Harvard is trying to... um, they had some freshman that was stopped by immigration. He was his name was is Ishmael Ismail Ajwahi's twenty three, brought here on a scholarship from some organization called Amid East, a nonprofit organization that actually partners with USAID, by the way, which is disturbing. So he's some Palestinian resident of Lebanon. There's no such thing as Palestine, so I'm confused by that. So he was stopped at Boston Logan International Airport. Long story short, he was some other uh, students. Uh, the rest of them were released. What ended up happening with him was that they started delving into his social background, his social media background, 
and saw that, uh, you know, all the anti-American posts from his friends on social media. So they denied him entry. They sent him back. They they deported him and weren't going to let him in. According to that, some of the details they're not going to release because it's considered uh, private and they don't release. It's considered confidential. But according to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection spokesperson, that he failed the admissibility test to come into this country. Others that were with him, and this is not some anti-Muslim thing, clearly, because other students from the Middle East here uh, were were released and allowed to stay. He was not. The According to uh, Michael S. McCarthy, applicants must demonstrate they are admissible into the U.S. by overcoming all grounds of inadmissibility, including health-related grounds, criminality, security reasons, public charge, labor certification, illegal entrance and immigration violations, documentation requirements, and miscellaneous grounds. He was deemed inadmissible during an inspection. So what is Harvard doing? Instead of Harvard going, oh, my gosh. You know, we might have, you know, we, we might have been bringing in, you know, uh, you know, a, a terrorist and, you know, a Pulse nightclub shooter or, or like the kid who drove up and down the sidewalk at Ohio State University when my niece was on campus. Oh, my gosh. You know, thank you to immigration for, you know, maybe us dodging a bullet. Literally. Oh, no. Harvard's working with this kid to try to bring him here. I want to see not just his immigration and what they found on him to deny him entry. I'd like to see his application. I want to know what Asian-American student with a 4.789 with all kinds of philanthropy who did 800 hours with National Charity League got denied entrance into Harvard for this kid. Did they not look at his social media? Did they not know what was posted on his social media? How is it that Harvard was so willing to bring this 17-year-old here? I don't want, so I don't want to hear, at this point, Harvard, it, I, 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 would you send your kid to Harvard, DJ Carrot Sticks? I wouldn't send my kid there for free. No. A degree from Harvard is, uh, you know, is absolutely meaningless to me at this point. This is disturbing. This is where we're at in a post-9-11 America. Supposedly, a, sto- a, a story came out recently, the top, you know, 25 universities in, in America. They, they're not passing the character of the integrity test to me. They've actually even got a whole department, a whole office, the Harvard International Office, that works to resolve visa-related problems like his. It's supposed to be a college of higher education. No, what it is is it's, it's an immigration office meant to bring people here from terrorist-infested countries. There's no, there's no 17-year-old from any terrorist-infested country who should be coming here and taking the spot of an American citizen. I want to know more about this this Ahmed East organization, by the way. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got to shift gears because we got so much more to talk about. Trump clapped back today at Taylor Swift. we got to talk about that as well as this story on uh, J&J losing hundreds of millions of dollars in a lawsuit as though that's going to solve any opioid addiction. Yet, But I'm not an, an attorney. James Herson is going to be here from Herson on Hollywood to talk about the clap back on Taylor Swift as well as this lawsuit uh, that J&J Johnson & Johnson lost in the opioid epidemic. Don't go away. We're Andrea Case, you're coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. 
Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are for students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree purchase your copy of facing reality in american education today at amazon.com am 1170 the answer Nothing is more important in today's technological world than a good education. So if you're a parent or grandparent, the best thing you can do for your child or grandchild is give them a head start and invest in their education. So before you automatically place your child or grandchild into a public school setting, consider taking advantage of the Answer San Diego's half-price tuition program and give your student an outstanding education at a top private school for half price. From preschool to high school, new students only, half off for the 2019 to 2020 school year. Just log on to the Answer AnswerSanDiego.com for the complete list of schools in your area. Choose the best school for your family and the entire half-price tuition goes on your credit card and then your child or grandchild is enrolled for half-price. Explore your options with schools like City Tree Christian, South Bay Christian Academy, St. Peter the Apostle Catholic School, and Calvary Christian Academy. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com or call 844-800-5757 before these tuitions are gone. That's 844-800-5757 or TheAnswerSanDiego.com. The Fed just lowered the rates for the first time in 10 years. Now's the right time to get you into the threes on a 30-year fixed mortgage and possibly into the twos with a 10 or 15-year. Joe Donahue here, mortgage specialist with Right Choice Mortgage, a direct lender. We stand out in the mortgage business. We've created products that no one else has, like mortgages for the self-employed, starting in the threes. File for bankruptcy, short sold, or had a foreclosure? Even if you're only one day out, we have mortgages starting in the threes. How about getting cash out on your investment property so you can buy another one? Starting in the fours. If you have great credit or mediocre, I'm sure you've heard about rates being the lowest in years. Give me a call. Let me show you how low you can go. 833-886-3863. 833-886-FUND. Make the right choice. I'll get you what you need. Let's update your mortgage today. 833-886-3863. 833-886-FUND. Right Choice Mortgage is licensed by the VRE 01943736 and MLS 1132583 and is an equal opportunity lender. Hey, this is DJ Carrot Sticks, the producer of The Andrea K Show, here to tell you about some of the specials going on at Warm Hearth Fireside and Patio this summer. Come check out the Alpha wood-fired ovens and prep tables and save up to $500 on your purchase. Make everything from pizza to prime rib in your own backyard. And if low and slow is more your thing, then listen up. Mention the Answer San Diego and get a free bag of hardwood cooking pellets with any new pellet grill purchase. Choose from Traeger or Green Mountain Grill. And your only stop on the way home is the butcher for that thick, juicy sirloin. Don't want to miss the game inside while your steak is cooking out back? Both Green Mountain Grill and Traeger offer Wi-Fi models, which lets you monitor your grill and the temperature of your food from your phone using the mobile app. The Warm Hearth is your backyard summer headquarters, located on the corner of Jackson and La Mesa Boulevard. Check them out online at warmhearthfireplaceandpatio.com. That's warmhearthfireplaceandpatio.com. 
FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. A question for y'all 888 344 1170. How many of y'all actually out there watched the VMAs last night? Did you watch the VMAs, DJ Characteristics? No, I didn't. You didn't? I wanted to see that Lizzo performance, what? but I, didn't. I missed it. <laughs> What, did, what was the video from you showed me of her that, that was, from was the so BET like ridiculous? Awards, that was singing the, "Truth Hurts." Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the truth is, sister friend needed to rethink that leotard in that video, and I think Taylor Swift might uh, want. She might be rethinking today her performance last night on the VMAs because I mean, what a mockery was made of her. Uh, joining me now to discuss that and more is the man on Hollywood himself, James Herson. Hey there, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Uh, great to be with you, Andrea. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hey, did you watch last night, or did you just hear the hear the commentary today? You know, I, I made it a point not to watch it, um, just because it's been such a ridiculously vapid show every time it's on. But I did see some clips from it, so I'm aware of, you know, what Taylor Swift did yeah. in putting branding her performance with the Equality Act, yeah. which we might as well call the Religious Freedom Deprivation Act, yeah. something Are, like that. Yeah, aren't they masters of words on the left? You, although, although you know, it's getting to the point, though, to where they're not really masters anymore because anything they say, you can guarantee it's the opposite, right? So the Equality Act means the inequality act to anybody that doesn't agree with them. But, you know, I didn't watch anymore because, first of all, are they do they even make music videos anymore? I mean, M- MTV, I, I don't even – they don't do anything in my mind. But, un, you know, um, what is the show with Teenage Moms? You know, when was a lot? I mean, seriously, I didn't even know there was such a thing as music videos anymore. And then on top of it, it's been so politicized. I mean, if you're going to hijack an award show, at least have it be a good old fashioned Kanye West coming to the microphone and yanking it away from Taylor Swift. And, you know, because she didn't deserve the award then, according to him, at least that at least that was interesting and entertaining. Now we've just got the same old vapid, some uninformed, brain dead bent who's trying to inject, use her celebrity status, you know, to affect policy and just proving what, it, what an idiot she is. To me, the highlight from what I saw came from DJ Carrot Sticks, which, and I don't know if you saw this video today, James Herson, but John Travolta, <laughs> he's the guy, he comes out with, I don't even remember who he who was on, oh, it was uh, Dana Lewis, it was Queen Latifah. He comes out with Queen Latifah to give an award to Taylor Swift, and he goes to give it to the drag queen because he literally doesn't even know who Taylor Swift is. No, yeah, he mistaked uh, the drag queen's name as, or uh, I don't know, transsexual, uh, Jade Jolie. And uh, my <laughs> uh, doesn't look anything like Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's pretty. And, she's better yeah, looking. I guess John... Yeah, John Travolta is like living in a cave somewhere, um, or maybe in a Scientology e-meter reading room. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, the thing is, Taylor Swift, first of all, made a very smart decision, which is, you know, the old maxim in Hollywood, you are the product, stay away from politics. And the question is, now that she's spouting off about politics and making each and every appearance political you know there's still some people that are fans of taylor swift 
that hung on with her from her time. And it's hard to remember this, but she used to sing country music. Yeah. And so with her, you know, completely embracing things like the Equality Act, uh, basically everything pro LGBTQ XYZ. Um, the question is, is is it going to affect her following? Although, you know, I mean, it's so large at this point, I suppose she can af- afford to shed it. But what I think she's doing is trying to get slaps on the back from her entertainment peers, because people in both the music business, the film business, uh, people in Hollywood are just so hung up on woke subjects that they can't see in front of them. So she's losing touch with a lot of her audience. And I wonder if that isn't going to affect her. Now, her um, activism engendered a response from the Trump administration. Yes. So they, I mean, it appears as though it at least was correlated with Taylor Swift um, touting this Equality Act, and the Trump administration rightly is against what the House passed, the Nancy Pelosi far-left-wing-controlled House, uh, because as the Trump administration described it, it is poison pills, of course it does, that threaten parental rights, conscience rights, and so what that means is, is that the Equality Act helps support the kind of activities that we've seen in preschool, in elementary school, in libraries, which are agenda-driven by the far left, uh, their gender exploits, trying to take innocent children and have them focus on things they ought not to be thinking about. Right. Well, first of all, yeah, kids. let me let me let me interrupt you there because you've said a lot and I want to and I want to address a few things you said. First of all, I think she's made a calculated move. She lied recently uh, to and claimed victim status in regards to the rights to her music that she was given an opportunity before the the label sold and her and her library was given to uh, the purchaser of it. She was given an opportunity to buy her music back. She lied about that. The the politicizing all of this is really about her making a play for movies. In my opinion, she has long since lost her country music base. When was the last time she did a country music song or any song that really sold in, in, in any records? I mean, so really the the far left, you know, Molly Cyrus crowd, I think is really her base, and I think a lot of people are, were saying that she did that she lied about her library uh, to make a play for movies. And I think that that's and because if you look at at, at Hollywood, uh, you know, in in terms of of the actors, I mean, it's really about it, it, it as as much anti-Trump hate and anti-conservative hate as you can muster in there. What I wish that the White House had done in response to her and her Equality Act petition is, first of all, call her out. Actually, I would have loved for them to John Travolta her. They should have responded to the drag queen or to somebody else and show, hey, we don't even know who she is either. And Because, I mean, she's so full of herself and her own ego. Then they should have pointed out the fact that if you want your petition to be noticed, you need to put it in the proper place, which is, I believe, whitehouse.gov, not 
not where she placed the petition. Then they needed to point out some very real aspects of this Equality Act that deny rights of other people, including women, because this Equality Act basically destroys every bit of the feminist movement. It denies every young girl who wants to ever wants to play a sport and get an, an athletic scholarship the opportunity to do so. It puts young girls in the position of being assaulted in restrooms, which has already happened. It puts do- it's going to deny parents the right. It's going to force uh, children as young as eight years old and five years. I think even up at Children's Hospital in L.A. I did a story recently about uh, this uh, this grant money that's being used where kids as young as three are being put on hormone blockers and parents aren't even going to have a right. It's actually going to destroy the nonprofit and charity organizations. There's already been lawsuits that have been filed against Catholic hospitals. There was one Catholic hospital that was sued, James Herson, because they didn't want to perform a double mastectomy on a 16-year-old girl. There's been nonprofit organizations put out of business with lawsuits already related to this kind of stuff. And I wish that the White House had hit her back with some real examples and punched her back uh, between the eyes metaphorically for her stupidity and her nonsense. Um, James Herson is going to stay over the break, uh, and we're going to continue this discussion. And then because James is not only an expert in the entertainment industry, he's an attorney. James, you're going to stay with us, correct, and, and discuss this Johnson & Johnson lawsuit in the opioid epidemic? Sure. Well, thank you. Okay, so James is going to stick around. I'm going to give him a chance to recover from everything that I just spewed at him there. And we got more with James on the other side of the break, so don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AB Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AB Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. AM 1170, The Answer. Energize your relationship. Join our sister station, K-Praise, at the Revive Listener Event. Friday, September 20th, join relationship experts Greg and Aaron Smalley from Focus on the Family, guest speaker Margie Hill, musician Michael Sanchez, and comedian Dennis Gaxiola. Married, dating, or single, looking for love? Join us Friday, September 20th, 7 p.m. at Shadow Mountain, El Cajon. $25 for couples, $15 for singles. Get your tickets now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Sponsored by Southern California Seminary. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you. Can you afford another loss in your investment portfolio, just like the one you might have taken back in 2008? Well, hopefully, now that you're a little bit wiser and a little bit older, I'm going to bet the answer is no. Most people nearing retirement cannot take the same kind of risks that they took when they were younger. Now, if you believe this to be your case, I have some really good news for you. There's a strategy that is designed just for people like you and me. In 2008, when the stock 
stock market crashed, these clients using this strategy didn't lose one penny. And when the market goes up, you go up with it and the gains are locked in. But when the market goes back down, you're guaranteed not to lose. It's that simple. If you like that idea, call me for your free consultation. I'll show you how it works. It's eligible for your IRAs, 401k rollers, Roth IRAs, great account. Call me for your free visit, 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider, 1-800-727-7526. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm Molly Hemming. And I'm Carrie Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation in the future of the Supreme Court tells the story of the process that Kavanaugh himself called a national disgrace and a circus. The Supreme Court is the arbiter of America's most divisive disputes. The incentive to destroy Supreme Court nominees has become nearly irresistible. Our book, Justice on Trial, explores how that happened to Brett Kavanaugh and what we must do to prevent it from happening again. With more than 100 interviews, including the president, dozens of senators and other officials, we uncovered shocking details untold until now. Will the next confirmation fight be even uglier than Kavanaugh's? Our new book, Justice on Trial, has the answer. Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation and the future of the Supreme Court is the explosive new bestseller by Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino. Published by Regnery. Get your copy now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. Um, excuse me. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? Now there's digital. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be on the web? How about the right tools to turn visitors into leads? Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surroundsandiego.com. Surroundsandiego.com. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy Taco Tuesday. Uh, we are talking to James Herson, and you can uh, read his blog post at James Herson, spelled H I R S E N.com. Before the break, we were talking about Taylor Swift and the. Uh, inequality act uh, she's trying to push actually if you want to read a really great white paper on what that explains the equality act go to heritage and uh, and you read there all the the uh, easy to understand issues with the uh, equality act as the left is loving to push out there got to shift gears now james herson and actually you know before we get into this johnson and johnson lawsuit situation there's actually good news if if hollywood really wanted to make money they would actually just do a whole lot of more faith-based films, right? Because this movie that came out over the weekend, Overcomer, did really well, didn't it? It sure did. It uh, it did better than expectations. And this is actually an interesting thing because when you look at profit margins in Hollywood, the largest percentage of profit is in two genres. One is horror and the other is faith-based. And this <laughs> film, which... You know, most films, like major studio films, cost something like $200 million to make. And with marketing and everything, it gets up toward $300 million. This This uh, film cost $5 million to make. It came in third. It took in about $8.5 million over four days and on, on its debut weekend. And it, if you compare it 
to a previous film that these brothers, the Kendrick brothers made, um, it's probably going to do in excess of 30, 35 million dollars, which uh, is a home run in terms of profit margin. But more than that, it's a film that tells a story that lifts people up when they see it. Uh, people go to see this movie. Um, they have those special tears, uh, not tears because they're seeing sad scenes, but tears like when you see a really good old McDonald's commercial or, or yeah. you read a, a or the old phone bill commercial hallmark yeah. cards, you know, and it's because of the fact that the movie has a character that's very sympathetic, whose life changes because of a religious conversion uh, because, and then something that faith-based audiences understand and you know, ironically, this is a, and this always happens with the Kendrick brothers. Um, there's the these aggregators that take um, mainstream media film critics and do an aggregate of their reviews. And of course, the, the average film critic doesn't understand this movie. They don't understand the themes. It's, they say it's too religious. It's it's too much preaching. Right. Uh, it's too corny. We could just come on and on. And so. You know, on um, Rotten Tomatoes, which is an aggregator, it gets a score of 38, which is a failing score. Um, that means it's it's actually a rotten movie. And then on Metacritic, it is an even lower score. And yet the public gave it a very rare A-plus on Cinema Score, which is a company that polls people on debut film weekends. And to give you an idea... Uh, only maybe two films a year get an A plus, and there's only two directors that have ever had more than one movie with an A plus. Believe it or not, and it's this Alex Kendrick that directed this, and it's Rob Reiner of all wow. people. Well, it, you know, I got We got to move on to this J and J story in a minute, but I think that the, the lesson should be to Hollywood that if you really, it is the business we call show. It is a business, and if they want to stay afloat and if they want to make money, they need to just just like the Democrat Party. If they want to win more elections, they can't continue to consider Trump supporters and conservatives and Christians as deplorable white supremacist racist haters, and actually understand. Uh, that you know, uh, you know, they 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 love up on Ilhan Omar, and then they want to they want to hate Christians. And the reality is, is uh, that's you know, even if they want to continue to hate Christians, if they want to make a buck, they need to uh, understand that that's where where the audience is. Okay, so this Johnson and Johnson. Uh, lawsuit. When I first heard about it, I thought, well, you know what? As somebody coming from the business background, if there's a company that's misrepresented their product, uh, sold a bill of goods, uh, sold lemons, or you know, fraudulently used fraudulent marketing practices to deceive the consumer, they should be held accountable. But that's not really what happened here. It seems to me, and you can help me to understand as an attorney, if I'm wrong, but that's not what they were sued for. They were sued for something called public nuisance. I'm having a hard time understanding how a maker of a drug who actually didn't they, they didn't make the entire drug. They only produced or, or provided some of what goes into making this drug, how they are under a public nuisance act uh, considered uh, the um, to, to be 100 percent responsible for drug addiction everywhere. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to understand 
This is a state court judge in Oklahoma. One judge under Oklahoma law. This will be appealed. Now, there's there's products liability law, which is normally way drug manufacturers are sued. And the idea is that somebody sticks a defective drug on the market and therefore a manufacturer and distributors of that drug are strictly liable if people get hurt based on a defect, though. There has to be a defect. Uh, And so instead of having to prove that OxyContin or that these opioids are somehow defective or, as you described, similar to the tobacco cases that was misrepresented, they took a different area of the law where the the, uh, proof is easier. And they analogized it to people that manufacture lead paint because there are cases that say, okay, lead paint is a nuisance because lead paint interferes with a person's use and enjoyment of their property because lead paint is painted on right. property. But how is that analogous? Because that, the, there's, that has to, they specifically mentioned, this judge specifically mentioned marketing. You know, lead paint was never marketed as a certain way. So ba- basically what they're saying is, is this was misrepresentation. I, so that's not even a good analogy for me. And it completely ignores the fact that they said that uh, they used false marketing for a drug that wasn't safe. I have taken oxycodone and so many different names under so many different names, and it works for me. It's safe, and I'm not addicted. And, oh, by the way, how many people, from what I understand, uh, and I'm not an expert on addiction, but to me, part of the problem with this is, first of all, doctors overprescribing. Second of all, the fact that a lot of, of kids that are addicted to other drugs switched to oxy because it was cheaper and easier to get than heroin. So they were addicted to something else before they then went and raided their parents' cabinet and got an oxy so we you know i so to me you know and and none of this at all deals with the fact that we the illegal drugs coming across the southern border and being brought in by ms-13 gangs so it's just a bunch of nonsense and you know and and it's about avoiding any personal responsibility it's about not dealing with the with the illegal drug crisis that we've got and some judge trying to trying to go after big pharma that's exactly right. It's a search of a scapegoat on behalf of the state, because remember, it's the Oklahoma attorney general that brought this. And, and the basic idea is that there is a public nuisance that was created by these drugs being introduced. What is completely ignored, you talk about personal responsibility. When people typically get addicted to these opioids, they abuse them. Yeah, they're not taking them in accordance with their, their, with a prescription, with what you're supposed to. Even with the manufacturer's recommended allowances, they start abusing these drugs. And as you point out, they uh, their illicit use of drugs, not in accordance with prescriptions. And the problem with these kind of cases is that then it prevents um, drug manufacturers from making needed painkillers that are needed for people that have severe and sometimes terminal conditions that need these drugs. Uh, Palliative care is then hurt by this. So it's going to be appealed. Uh, It'll start 
in the state appellate uh, system. I think it will end up possibly going into the federal and even to the United States Supreme Court, because in my view, this is a misuse. This is property law being misused right. in an area where there's adequate law. There's it's under the area of tort law, right. which we we need reform in any way. But there's there's enough cases in products liability where it should have been adjudicated under the normal uh, legal rubric, which, as the lawyer for Johnson and Johnson points out, may violate due process. And that's the grounds for the appeal. Right. Well, you know, and it's certainly this is uh, some liberal activist judge giving the Democrats an argument that they, you know, because they're wanting to usher in socialized medicine. We already had Kirsten Gillibrand trying to use the opioid crisis as as a means for control because that's always what the end game is for, for the liberals. Oh, we need to control how many pain pills that somebody gets, no more than 30 per month. And so, you know, we've got and then they get to, oh, we've got this crisis, you know. Uh, so we need to have control over our insurance because insurance isn't paying enough for people to have rehab. And, and oh, we need prison reform sure. because we, you know, all these people p- that are locked up. And it, it just it's always an excuse for, for more and more and more control more, on behalf of the left. More and, worthless legislation so right. we can have bra- background checks for OxyContin. Exactly. And, of course, ban assault drugs yeah. right away. <laughs> James Herson, thank you so much for being here. Y'all go to uh, his website, James Herson, that's H-I-R-S-E-N.com. I appreciate your being here. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Now, stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other side of the break. Don't go away. 888-344-1170. If there's anything on your mind, DJ Carrot Sticks and I will be here. Hopefully you will, too. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. AM 1170, The Answer. Sebastian Gorka here with America First Heard weekdays at 12 p.m. If you're looking for intelligent and conservative answers, you can find them right here on The Answer San Diego. If you live in North County, you can hear those answers on FM 96.1 and still on AM 1170 when in San Diego. That means you get Hewitt, Gallagher, Prager, Schneider, Elder, K, Horn, Martin, and me, Sebastian Gorka, on FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170 in San Diego. We are The Answer San Diego. Did you know that a battery-powered AM-FM radio at home is still your best way to stay informed if an earthquake or other natural disaster strikes your community? Even if all power is lost, a battery-powered radio will work. 
Make sure you keep informed, even if all power is gone. Get a battery-powered radio now. The Southern California Broadcasters Association reminds you to keep working AM-FM radios in your home. Do you have bad water? Water that smells bad? Water that tastes bad? Water that builds up on your faucets? Let Superior Water's Waterboy Whole House System solve your family's bad water problems. Call 1-800-WATERBOY. That's 1-800-WATERBOY to schedule a visit from the experts at Superior Water. They'll come to your home and provide a free estimate for you to have fresh, clean-tasting water flowing from every tap in your home. No strings attached. Easy and affordable. The Waterboy Whole House System. Lose those plastic bottles. No more lifting giant bags of salt. Provide your family with fresh-tasting mountain spring water from every tap. Call 1-800-WATERBOY. That's 1-800-WATERBOY today. Superior's Waterboy. Five-star ratings. Maintenance-free with the best warranty in the business. Call 1-800-WATERBOY and ask about the Answers $500 discount. That's 1-800-WATERBOY. Or visit SuperiorWater.com. SuperiorWater.com. Superior's Water from every tap. It's a whole house system in a snap. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks seesawed up and down and ended lower today in typical thin, volatile, dog days of summer activity. Trade Talk Hope Rally tripped over a rate inversion that may signal a slowdown by 2021. Or maybe it's just the product of some with a political agenda trying to talk things down, no matter the facts. Chain store sales up 5.7% last week and look up 6.6% of the month. That's a fact. Costco up 14 points as its first ever move into China, saw its Shanghai store closing early as thousands blocked all the streets trying to get in. Philip Morris and Altria may be remarry after 11 years apart. Johnson Johnson up two will appeal the less than expected $572 million opioid verdict. Verizon has a new robocall blocking service. Apple CEO Cook gives $5 million in stock to charity. He also pledges that Apple will help fund the Amazon rainforest relief. Bill Holland with the answer on the day on Wall Street. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is. All while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. What is that bumper music? Is that that Lizzo? No. Someone saying, put in some work. Oh. <laughs> um... All right, gotta go through round robin through a little uh, little topics here. Here's something I didn't get to yesterday. I had on my light box nephew. Do you know what a nephew is, DJ Caristics? Do you have any nephews? I have a nephew. Okay, I have a nephew. Well, you need to get woke, my brother. Because see, that's the that's the thing is that the left is all competing with each each other to to Taylor Swift out Taylor Swift themselves with this nonsense in 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 terms of um, who can who can pander the most. To the LBGTQXYZ, and who can? And on top of that, how can the left continue to divide up into more cards the identity politics game? Right. So uh, we've got uh, in the the Democrats running for presidents in 2020 their way to compete against each other in furthering the identity politics game, pandering to the LBGT. Showing who's the most woke. We've got, here's a great article um, you guys should check out. Um, I believe this is from uh, Breitbart, actually. Uh, no, it's LifeSite News. For, and uh, Cory Booker has invented a new LBGT term in honor of his nephew. 
Right. We got to have a new term, right? For this is because he's got some, I guess, a nephew that's tra- that's a kid who's transitioning into being a girl, um, Avery, and so he's calling him his nephew, whatever that means. I guess it means that now, now if you've got, let's say, if you've got a niece that wants to become, you know, a boy, you've, you're now required to call it a nephew. I thought it, it was just a tomboy. Right. Well, and, you know, we can mock Cory Booker for coming up with this, but we this is probably going to become something that's real because as we were talking to James Hurston about with this Equality Act, you're laughing, DJ Carrot Sticks. But there was, if you go to Heritage and read how the that Equality Act can play out, there was a teacher in Florida who was fired because of a student was insisting that he use particular pronouns and so the teacher was working so hard to use the right pronouns to please the student and so the the teacher ended up just trying to avoid all pronouns and still got fired got fired lost his job so that's where, really where we're at in terms of complete tyranny we're off the rails and cory booker is basically making the argument that his his nephew i don't know if it's a nephew who wants to be a girl or, or the other way around is basically going to become a part if he, he becomes president he's going to bring his nephew in and that person is going to help craft policy this is how insane we've gotten that they're allowing two and three-year-olds to make permanent life decisions and put them on puberty blockers, and now we're supposed to let kids, you know, come in and take part in policy. It's literally, it's it's insane. Speaking of insane, is Elizabeth Warren who went off the rails and says that it, that you know if she gets the nomination, she's going to unlike Hillary Clinton, she's not going to let Trump do anything handsy with her in a debate. Yeah, she said, I'm going to start with, I know how to fight and I know how to win. Warren told supporters in Seattle, and you know. You don't back down from a bully. You just you have to be willing to to lay into this, right? I have no idea what she means by that. And nobody's getting behind, <laughs> nobody's getting behind me on a debate stage and doing a handsy thing. That's not happening. When did Trump ever put his hands on Hillary Clinton in a debate? Oh, is that what is that the uh, the hand drive? Yeah, that's a hand drive. Trump didn't put Trump don't want to put his hands on Elizabeth Warren any more than he wanted to put his hands on Hillary Clinton. He never put his hands on her. It was just a weird like they didn't know I think originally they were gonna do like a fist bump or something. It was gonna be a handshake or it was just kind of a weird exchange. Well, what she's actually referring to is when they did the town hall where they were not behind a podium and he was walking around the stage and you know, basically uh, you know, he intimidated Hillary Clinton. And so now they, they can't just basically be honest about what it was that he int- intimidated Hillary Clinton. No, they got to accuse Trump of putting his hands on her. Ain't nobody ain't nobody wanting to put their hands on Hillary Clinton, including Bubba, by the way, uh, which reminds me of Epstein. Big story today. Anybody anybody surprised to find out that the cameras outside outside of Epstein's uh, facility, his room and the lockdown? Oh, they just they didn't provide any usable any usable footage. The more we find out, the less we find out, or the I, I don't even know how to how to express that, but the more we find out in terms of what we're not able to find out about what happened with Epstein, the more convinced I get that there were shenanigans. It's just it it's just doesn't make sense. In the words of the great judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. Well, there I don't know the name of the airport. There but they said today that they're they're investigating because he used to fly out of a small airport. Yeah, because it was easier for him to transport, you know, these girls. And so now these people are investigating and going, hey, what was going on with this airport that he was allowed to take, you know, these underage girls in and out of this airport?
Right. There's just too many people that had too much to lose for me to believe. And his attorneys aren't buying it, by the way. His attorneys are like, this dude was upbeat. He was chipper to the point of being delusional. We're not buying the fact that he killed himself. I don't know. Not only was there no cameras, there's no pictures. This high profile dude supposedly is caught hung, uh, hanging himself in a facility where that's not possible. And nobody took a picture. If it doesn't add up, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. So I'm not believing it, and I don't believe we're going to get we're going to ever get to the bottom of it. Um, and you know, I it, we're still waiting to hear if the DOJ, by the way, Bill Barr's DOJ is going to file charges against Andrew McCabe. Anybody believe that if it was you or me, DJ Carrot Sticks, would charges been filed already? That's the litmus test. Hey DOJ, would you file those charges if it was a Republican? Heck yeah, file the charges. Talking about it ain't getting it done. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.